Welcome to the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Klingen. Not with us tonight is our co-host and engineer, Seth Holder, who is uh, on a continued sabbatical, but we love you, brother. We can't wait to hear back on the next episode. Tonight's episode, episode 14, at the table, or what will we talk about? I got a whole table full at our kitchen table studios, uh, special guests tonight, and that includes uh, Dan Dervin, uh, Alex... Whose last name escapes me right now? Lambert. Lambert, Alex Lambert, and Brian Cast, and my lovely wife, Miss Marianne Rusty. Say hello, everybody. Hello, hello everybody. everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a little fun tonight. Do a little round table, uh, just talking about pinball. In fact, uh, Dan and I had been talking. Uh, we all play in league together a few weeks ago, and it's like, yeah, I'd love to have you on the show, but I don't know what we talk about. And he's like, we talk about pinball, you dumbass. So here we are uh, at the table. Uh, we've got wings and chips and salsa and guacamole. And tonight's podcast is sponsored by Heineken Beer. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, Brian, why don't we start with you? Just uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little about your history of pinball. I'm Brian Cast. I'm 41 years old. My turn-ons include Funhouse and Gilligan's. I uh, started collecting back in 2003. Uh, first game was a Funhouse been collecting since my experience though started when I was very young because my grandparents had games in the basement, which was kind of a rare thing here in Sacramento. Some of them are pinball. Right on. Dan? Uh, so I'm Dan DeVrend. Uh, I've been playing pinball pretty much my whole life, but I've been into owning pinball machines since 2005, 2006. And I started with a Judge Dredd. Alex? Hi, my name is Alex. Um, I started playing pinball probably around early 2002, late 2001. I played a Fishtails at McGee's Sports Bar in Citrus Heights and an Adams family. And ever since then, I've been hooked on. I played a couple of tables when I was young, but I couldn't remember what they were. Miss Mary Ann. Hi, I'm Rusty. I'm Spencer's wife. Hi, Rusty. Hi, everybody. Um, I uh, like Spencer. I played, you know, when I was a kid, I uh, didn't start collecting. Well, I really never started collecting. Spencer collects, and I just go along for the ride, although the screaming awesome Black Rose in our game room does belong to me. Woo! Right on. Love Black Rose. Love Black Rose. I just got to get the ramp back on. Just It uh, broke it. The Golden State Pinball Festival. But it's well been fixed. Okay. So we're at the table. We got a quick bio. We're going to talk about the news. The biggest news was just broke today, and that'll be July 21st, 2018, is Team Pinball and the Mafia Pinball game. That just got announced today. What I think is really cool about this is there was no uh, hint of this thing even being, you know, designed or built. It just came out of nowhere, out of left field, like, hi, here we are. We're a new company. We got a game. We got 10 of them in the box, ready to ship. Buy from us. So uh, apparently some of the guys that used to work at Dutch Pinball and, uh, I'm sorry, at Highway Pinball. And, uh, well, we all know the story about that. If you don't, well, they went out of business in the middle of shipping Alien Pinballs, which we're going to talk about it, Alien Highway in a little bit. But uh, they got together and they built their own game. It's a single-level play field. Uh, it's got a, uh, a full uh, LCD video screen, but it's a very simple, old-school, early solid-state layout. No ramps, uh, no weird toys or gizmos, single ball play. Uh, looks pretty neat. It's got original artwork. It's uh, got original music. 
Um, but I'm looking at the price tag of 7,500. Alex, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I feel like it could be a little bit lower than 7,500 just by looking at the game. I was thinking maybe more like 6K or maybe the same price that Houdini would be. Well, I just found out about this thing myself. Uh, I'm really, really curious about it. I like the idea of a mafia based pinball machine that's really never been done and released to the public. Yeah, we have Kingpin, but again, not really released to the public. Price sounds high to me, but everything's high to me right now in terms of price. But I'd like to see one and play it and see what it's about. I'm not going to judge till then. And I'm pretty sure that's why they kept this quiet. So there wasn't a lot of harsh judgment out there in public before it came out. I agree, Brian. And the thing I like most about it was there's no, you know, give us money. We might build something in four or five years. Um, you know, it just, it just, hey, here's our game. We got it. It's ready to ship. What are your thoughts, Dan? Uh, same basic thing as the other guys. Price seems a little high. Theme, really, really cool. Play field, really, really simple. But how impressive that this company is going to bust on the scene with games ready to sell. You know, there are people ready to spend money. There are people waiting for titles. They'll sell the 10. Let's see what they do after that. Yeah, they're limited to 100. And I have no doubt with 7 billion people on planet Earth uh, and growing every day, they can sell 100 of them. I think the price point's a little high, but considering it's manufactured in the United Kingdom and considering what labor costs are, uh, you know, it makes sense. Rusty, any thoughts? I don't have any thoughts. Um, I'm sketchy about the theme, but I do love me some kingpin. So if, you know, uh, but then again, is it just basic, simple, or, uh, you know, just too easy? You always got to worry about something being too easy. Excuse the music. That was uh, that was part of the uh, kitchen round table sun walking through. Ambiance. 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 We are, we are recording live at the kitchen table studios with food and Heineken. And no, we're not a paid endorsement. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, no, I don't get paid for this, man. Wait, okay. what? I'm leaving. <laughs> okay. I thought there was money. Uh, I thought, so, thought we were going to make the cash. Uh, you know, uh, final thoughts on uh, Team Pinball, man. I, I sincerely root for these guys and wish them well. Uh, if for no other reason, I think they did it right. They came out with the game. There was no, you know, none of the speculation, none of the give us money, none of that nonsense. It's just, here we go. It's new in the box. It's ready to ship. And if you give us money, we're shipping your game that day or the next day. Uh, so kudos to you guys. I wish you the best out there. And I hope to play one of your games somewhere at a, a collector's house or maybe even on location soon. So next up, we got Dutch Pinball, the Big Lebowski, and the Seattle 7 GoFundMe. Seattle 7 are seven guys from Seattle. Or seven people. They might have a woman in there or two. I'm not sure. But uh, they're trying to do a GoFundMe to raise money to get the Big Lebowski games completed and shipped. Uh, what are your thoughts? Why don't we go in reverse order? We'll start with Dan. I don't think the Seattle 7 are technically from Seattle. Oh, really? But they're supposed to, well. I should probably do my homework then. <laughs> the Seattle 7 is from the movie, right? Yes. So right. it's probably just that these are their mysterious benefactors who are, you know, hoping against hope that they can turn this debacle into something salvageable. Uh, Lebowski's a hell of a game. You know, Bride of Pinball 2.0 was a hell of a piece of hardware. Right. I don't think that anybody wants to see Dutch Pinball fail, especially because a lot of guys have a lot of money tied up in it. But it does seem like uh, they have just mismanaged themselves into oblivion. 
Yeah, yeah. Brian, what do you think about that? So, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't there a bunch of games already built that the guys who built the games are holding on to due to a contract negotiation issue or something like that? ARA. Uh, the the estimate is is uh, around 14 games sitting in boxes ready to be shipped. I so, heard 40 games. Oh, for that, it was 40, isn't it? Yeah. My mistake. Thank you. So it does kind of suck that, you know, some guys are going to have to pay more money to get their games out or depend on a GoFundMe. I don't know the specifics of the GoFundMe, but... You know, it stinks for those guys who've already paid in full and then being told they need more money from them or whatever to get their games out. So, Kind of like Magic Girl. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish everyone the best. I hope people who have paid for their games get them at the price promised. We'll see. Well, right. Dutch kind of like what? They walked away from ARA, basically. ARA, yeah. Yeah, ARA manufactured the games. Dutch didn't want to pay for them when they were due. Said they were being overcharged. Uh, ARA essentially said, you know, we own half the design. So that's when they went to China and uh, contracted with, ah, I cannot remember the name. Right, me neither. Starts with an X. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just basically, it's just, it was an incredibly bad decision. That should have just absorbed the loss, got the games, sold them, you know, then they would have gotten enough goodwill to have sold another batch of games. Now you got a lot of people who think the game is amazing, but ain't gonna pay for it right i think did everybody play it at uh golden state football festival this year? yeah i loved it great game yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i like it me yeah too. absolutely i never got near it i thought you played with me uh-uh. okay. never got close to it i thought you did well you have to remember is when gene did big bang bar he took a loss in every single game right so it happens right but if he decided to make something else he would have had support yeah, because right, people because, would have known that he got results. Yeah, you know, it took him a while, from what I understand. But you know, at the end of the day, he delivered as promised and delivered the product. And that's where I'm at. Look, these guys have stumbled many, many times. All I think all anybody really wants is get the darn games made because all of us that have played them. It's an amazing game. It's a lot of fun. Sure is. Um, it is a damn good game. This is Big Lebowski, correct? Big Lebowski, yeah. Um, and Brian came out 2.0. Uh, same thing, man. They took a okay game and made it. Well, a whole bunch better. Uh, you know, the the hardware they created for that and why I'm the software, uh, you know, the the, the you know, retro kit. Uh, really cool, man. And and a really, you know, I'd like to see them do it on other titles because there's other titles out there that could really use a little freshening up. Um, on to what else do we got? Does anybody else have a thought before we head out of Big Lebowski land? It would uh, sure be nice to have them out there someday. Yeah, I you know I, I hope for the best, but uh, it's just like I know. did play one at uh, Corner World Two uh, back on my November trip to Portland. Right, and I thought the game was all right. It wasn't really you know up to full date and working properly. I know uh, one of the techs was telling me they've had problems with it all day long because it wasn't you know. I've, I've heard a few of those on location, but then I've yeah. heard of a couple of people. And there's one at Alamo Draft House too in uh, San Francisco. So shout out to TJ Byer right. for that. Putting that out there, people. Yeah, now I've heard that one's been up and running, working great. Yeah, the Golden so. State one had problems pretty much the whole show. Upper Flipper was extremely touchy, but you know, you're at a show, so you're yeah, a it's show. a show. It's on yeah. free play. Yeah, you know, so it's you a show. Better be appreciated. Things break. Deal with it. Exactly. All right, you on know. to JJP and Pirates of the Caribbean. We're waiting to see that. Now, I did not play that at Golden State because the line was really, really long. And since we've got a good friend of ours, a good friend of the show. And uh, a brother in our league, uh, brother and sisters in our league, uh, the Bannister family is going to be getting one. So I figured I'll just hold out and play theirs. So 
So I played it. It was. What'd you think of it? I Thoughts? liked it. It was very deep in the the figuring out how how to shoot, what to shoot, why to shoot. That to, that's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of time to try and figure that all out. Um, it, it's not it's not simple by any means. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Was. Like it's it's wide, it's big, but it's fast. This opening tire and, ship I thought was pretty cool. Huh? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like to shoot at. You know, and the, the pirate deck was cool. I didn't manage to like get the ball up to the pirate deck and then get it in the cannon and then shoot across the play field, which sounds pretty cool. The one we had there was a proto, so it had the spinning rings, which are going to be lost when it comes home. Except for the small ring in the middle. There's still well, there's going to be a spinning disc, yeah. but not with the, the three, fun, the not with the award right. functionality. I was a little uh, disappointed about that, that they had to remove all of those. You know, cause... but I admire the fact that they said, hey, we cannot get this thing to work effectively in a route location situation. I agree, yeah, that is and, true. And I think that took a lot of cursing of just be up front and say, we got to retrofit this because when it hit, when it hits the floor and it's out on location or even in a home game room, we want this, this thing to work, you know, reliably over and over and over again. So I like how um, and I, there was a little bit of backlash at first, but I think that subsided because I think people thought about it and realized, you know what, I'd rather wait another three months and have it where when I get it home or when I get it on location, it's going to work. Every single time. So I, I think that's much better. And I agree with you, Spencer. Uh, either way, you're going to you're gonna lose. People are going to be pissed off if they bought the game and the three spinners didn't work. And people are going to be pissed off because you removed it. Right. So would you rather have it people be pissed off and it works or people be pissed off and it doesn't work? Obviously, you're going to want people to be pissed off and have it work. And things happen. I didn't get a chance to play it. I was only at the show one day this year. But I did spend a lot of time looking at it because I didn't want to wait in line, and there is no fast pass. And it's a good-looking game. <laughs> yeah. That's the that next year's show, Fast Pass. Fast passes. Game. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. a great You know, we say that loud, we're going to get a ton of email you, about You get that. to manage oh, that. Man. Which, if you'd like to be on the show or just have a comment or a thought or a suggestion or a death threat, uh, you can email us at thespinnerislit at gmail.com. Please remember we're making a death threat to call it the proper person. Yeah, right? Uh, That's D-A-N, Dan. <laughs> I think that they blew the launch. I, honestly, I mean, they haven't launched the game, but I think they blew the announcement. They brought it out too soon. They said they deliver what they can't deliver. Uh, I think that people are going to miss out. I think they should have figured it out. I mean, I know you do what you got to do, but at the same time, this is Jersey Jack. You expect pinball without compromise. Yeah, that's the idea. They're supposed they're supposed to be the ones who do it. But they are giving really great tech support, and they're continuing to work. They just released oh, no, a code not... update for uh, Hobbit, and apparently it now has a there and back again mode. Wow, like just like Lord of the Rings. Just like Lord of the Rings. Well, we'll just wait. I'm sure Martin at Pinbits.com will take a look at it and have it solved in about two to three seconds, <laughs> and we'll be we'll have a retro retrofit kit soon. There we Probably go. Three point one. There we go. That. Spooky. Well, you know they're 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 they, well. They sent out the very first Alice Cooper. We got to play one of the prototypes at the show. Uh, what'd you guys think of the game? Alice Cooper is absolutely amazing. Uh, in my opinion, the artwork, especially on the cab, oh is right up there with Big Bang Bar, one of the most beautiful cabs I've ever seen. I'm not too much of a new game person, but this is one I want. It's beautiful. It's fun. Even with the prototype code, I enjoyed it. And kind of like my buddy Dan, I'm a sucker for molded plastic stuff. So it's it's great. I want one. All resin. 
It's all resin. I said that to Charlie, and he's like, it's all sculpted resin. I also really like uh, TNA. TNA, I think, is really terrific, and especially the music, you know. TNA, TNA is an amazing game. Sorry to get a little bit off. That's okay. There. We're talking about spooky, so you can throw anything out there you want. It doesn't have to just be Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper so, is awesome. Yeah. I really want that game to be as good as it's supposed to be. Uh, we played it a lot. I played probably 10 games on it at the show. Yeah, several, several games. Yeah. Super cool. Super, super beautiful. Like, I could care less about Alice Cooper. Not that he's a bad guy or a bad musician. He's just not really my jam. But, man. If I had, if I had, you know, unlimited funds, who was the artist well, not even that? unlimited funds, but no, if I no. just had, you know, what is it? $6,500. Something like that. Yeah. That I just immediately wanted to throw into another pinball machine. Uh, it's, it's the first on the list. So your Twilight Zone. There you go. Well, I just saw my Box, Star Trek. Rusty? Uh, I didn't, um, I didn't see, uh, I didn't get to play Alice Cooper. I did play TNA. You I... played Alice Cooper with me. Did I play Alice? You played Alice with both of us. Did I really? Rusty yeah. was playing the Alzheimer's mode. Okay, Rusty was I, way well, too well, drunk. No. Well, who, who knows? Like, yes, <laughs> as, much, as much coffee and Bailey's as the I The coffee drink. and Bailey's and then the, the was it Friday? Morning, noon, night. The, and the Thursday or Friday night that we had the absinthe and it just got the a little weird. Rusty's okay, high on life. I'm the queen and absinthe glue. drinker. <laughs> so. um, what is pinball without alcohol? Anyway, um... When did you talk about a... Uh, but, okay, but what I do remember, of course, it helps when a friend has one, is Total Nuclear Annihilation. Annihilation. TNA is the bomb ditty, especially once I discovered you can backhand it in and get, you know, all your multi-balls fairly quickly, which helps move along through the reactor, also reactor destruction. And you can steal other, other people's, people's locks. Which is a fun... The music on that, I want to sit... And you guys are looking at my game room and my Torah pot tub right now and all my games just about still uh, soldiered from the show because I've been so busy working and doing family stuff. And that's why we haven't done an episode in three months. So all our listeners, all 14 of you, I sincerely apologize for that. But uh, it's only 11 this episode yeah, because playing, we're playing alone in a show. dark room with music <laughs> like that in a really awesome game. Uh, just out of the hot tub and relax with a, an adult beverage. There's nothing better, man. And a kick-ass so. blacklight felt painting. There you go, which I got to pull off the wall and get to your house, sir. Uh, yeah, so, you know, we're real excited for Spooky. They just went to that uh, 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 big convention for licensing. And I guess they're a little uh, down right now because they didn't get the Godzilla license they wanted. But they are excited because they do have an unloan license, which hopefully in the next year or so we'll know about. Um, it sure was great having them finally come to the show, and they were just the most awesome, wonderful people. And at their last uh, podcast, their uh, uh, June 1st podcast, well, actually they did the July, so two podcasts ago, they showered praise on all us NorCal peeps and our show pretty much the whole episode. So that was just really nice to hear. I'm glad to hear that. It's cool. And and I just they're just the nicest people, man. I just wish them all continued success. So we're off to American Pinball, which – uh, why now we've all played Houdini and uh, found it to be what well, you know. The, the thing about Houdini is everybody's tight shots, tight shots, yes, amazingly tight. Now, I did get a little more time on it at Coin Off in Sacramento on K Street. Uh, so if you're ever in the capital city in California, K Street, Coin Off, great place to play pinball and have pizza and beer or sodas or water. Uh, 21 and over, 21 and over only, folks. You must show ID. Um, so I had a, a couple of, of your age, right. Yeah, they asked me for ID. Uh, well, you're so useful, buddy. I, I am. Oh, I had a few. I, I got. A, I had a couple of pretty good games on it. Started getting the feel of the flow. It is a tough game. Makes you want to 
you know, play better. But it's not bad overall. Uh, I think a good first effort. Now, their next game is rumored to be Oktoberfest. So, uh, in any order, uh, all my wonderful guests, Dan, Brian, Alex, and my lovely wife, Marianne Rusty, uh, Dots. And, and the dog, Bud, who you can hear in the corner, coughing up a lung. He's saying he's saying what he thinks of that theme. So, <laughs> really excited about Houdini. He's really excited about, I about Houdini. Coin Op. I finally got a chance to play Houdini last week. I've been dying to get down to Coin Op. I just haven't been able to get down there. I, I missed it. Parking I missed it at Golden State. True. And it's a difficult game. The shots are tight. And I didn't do very well, but it's an absolutely beautiful game. Uh, I would want more time on it to play a little bit more. Uh, I grew up in a household. My dad's always been a big fan of, of magicians, so I'm well aware of Houdini and his history. And it's great. I I want one. It's fun. I want to spend more time on it so I can get progress in the game. It's it's just it's a plain and simple. It's a fun game to play. Tight shots are great. It's going to keep you challenged. Why would you want a game that's easy to beat on your first ball? I like the price on it too. Um, yeah, the price is great. The price, price point, point is, is good. great. It's not like six or seven k, you know, like any of these other games. It's five k, you know. Sometimes if you're lucky, maybe forty-seven, you know. Yeah, it's, price it's a good. lot of machine for the money, and I think that they kind of borked the play field layout. I do think it's too tight. Uh, I think that the theming is actually super cool in fact i love the fact and i know a lot of people have sort of like you know should i not liked it because of this excuse my language beep. uh beep <laughs> but i actually really like the fact that while you're playing through it it's got a bunch of like actual facts about houdini and the things that he did and uh, like a pop-up video the, the kind of thing yeah. i love that that's I a great analogy trivia. that's amazing it's so good. Rush and I love pop-up video Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man movie. We'll watch that with the pop-up feature over and over again. No. That's the mark of a profoundly yeah. disturbed mind. Um, Oktoberfest, a lot of speculation about that. I mean, Houdini, you know what? Again, considering how they started out with having that train wreck that John Papaduke uh, threw together with, you know, phone core and, and uh, you know. Magic girl. Faux corn and no, he did six sexual fantasies or something. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, that's not Papa Duke. That's Trudeau. Oh, that's Trudeau. Oh, but wait. Hold on. Rim shot. There we go. <laughs> oh, we 86 that guy from pinball. We did. Yeah, he's he's completely No, I mean. We 87 I mean, they, they, within a year, they had a, a fully working prototype game, uh, you know, completely redesigned. Um and they redeemed themselves with the community, and they bought themselves a ton of goodwill. I wish them nothing but the best of luck, because any new pinball is good pinball, man. If it flips and plays and has cool sounds and does neat things, um, you know, and has a, a cool gizmo or something, cool artwork, I'm in, man. It may not be the best thing you've ever made, but it's pinball and it's good, so we'll go with that. Oktoberfest, I just want to see it. I, I reserve judgment on any game till I actually get in front of a play because you can see pictures, you can see video. It never does a game justice until you get up there and you pull the plunger and you start flipping and go, oh, wow, that's really, you know, a light show, a feature, a sound effect, something. I'm just worried it's going to be like, um, it's going to be like the price is right where the yodel guy goes up the walk with the yodeling and he's wearing the little leader hose. Is that cliffhanger? Yeah, the cliffhanger oh. game where they, you have to get 
close without going over or but he goes over. That would be a great video <laughs> mode, but actually. Wait, I how agree. Great, how great is that theme? Okay. I know everyone's kind of like not happy about the theme, but I mean, it's not a band. It's not a movie. I mean, it's a cool, different sort of theme. It involves five. right. It involves drinking and right. and well, leader hosing and, and partying. I, I mean, I love to see Schnitz and Grubin. I mean, one. it's that would awesome. Be pretty amazing. See what? I'd like to see like any barcade get one of these. I oh yeah. How it would do. Well, that's that's why you know, Rusty and I both absolutely love Dial In, and people poo poo the theme all the time. Well, it doesn't make any money because of the theme. And that's because most people today cannot that's because think casual for people. They can't think for themselves. It's, it's like they have to have a movie poster or a rock band stuck in their face to go, oh, I'll play that. Not Dial In. One person know. said it would, it looked like a Sin City on crack. I like love Sim it. City. I love that game. Then, Absolutely. Oh, love Sim it. City? That yeah, game, Sim City. You said that Sim game City. shoots oh, amazingly awesome. well. But we're getting kind of <laughs> off track because we've already covered uh, JJP. But, um, you know, all these companies, man, are, you know, they're putting out good stuff. So, yeah, an unlicensed theme talking about drinking and, and eating sausage. You know, uh, eating uh, sausage, yeah. Yeah, bratwurst, wait, bratwurst and beer with your friends. Right. Your German, German beer maidens. I mean, come on, hey, man. Guys, this is excellent. As long as it has, a, at one point, that game needs to be able to reverse the flippers left, right, right to left. Or right. be like in Tommy where you can do the whole game like that would be awesome. Yeah, there was already drunk multi ball in the game. Thank you very much. And Canyon continued. Maybe some clips from Blazing Saddles about Schnitz and Gruben. That's Schnitz, all I'm asking. Schnitz and Gruben. <laughs> or, or Young Frankenstein with, uh, he must have an enormous Wunschdaka. Bluka. Okay, so we're on to home pin, folks. Um, by now, you've all seen the uh, Thunderbirds pinball. You have to. Um, it is shipping. Now, I've been hearing they're having some problems with uh, uh, getting their parts sourced and everything. I don't know how much of that's true. Being so busy with work and everything, I haven't kept up nearly enough lately. But uh, have you? Have anybody seen the little video clip of uh, the mech where in the TV show, the swimming pool opens up and uh, a rocket will come out of the swimming pool to launch? And they have a mech where the swimming pool on the game opens up and the ball lifts up on a little elevator. And then rolls down a habit trail, I guess, back to the flipper. It is freaking cool. That's pretty neat. And that yeah, is pretty, pretty awesome. Neat. That, that, it, that's one of the best shots in pinball. Uh, it's really cool, you know, the way they integrated it. Gophers. I mean, I remember watching the show in, in syndication when I was a kid. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan on the planet. But uh, you know what, man? I, I, I can't. I want it like everything. I just want to play it. So, you know, and I wish him well. The biggest thing I think about it is, you know, is they were saying, okay, we're going to get the price down. Well, the price is $49.99. So, uh, $5,000. That's, that's incredibly reasonable, given how much games cost right now. It is, but when you can get a brand new in the box Iron Maiden or uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for, for 300 more, I mean. It's reasonable. Yeah, we'll go with that. You know what? If I had endless funds, I'd probably buy it. Hell, I might end up buying one anyway if it's really an awesome game. Ooh, I was no. so glad it wasn't based after the fabulous Thunderbirds, the awful music group. <laughs> But it has Steve Ray's brother. Yes. Jim, Jimmy. Is it Jimmy or Jimmy Ray? So we have that. Alex, any uh, other thoughts on HomePin? HomePin, I haven't really studied as much. Obviously, there are a bunch of pinball companies out there. I didn't hear about them actually just till today, believe it or not. Really? Wow. Yeah, normally you're I'm, missing the boat, man, because you're usually up on everything. Normally I'm on top you of Usually I have to talk to you to find out what the hell's going on. I need to know so, what's going on with that, man. Yeah. So, I haven't been up on uh, HomePin a lot. That's okay. So... 
Any other thoughts about home pin, folks? Rusty's got nothing. She's run off, and Brian's in the bathroom. Smoke, That's okay. Smoke break, bathroom break. Smoke break. Yeah, I want one too, but she's out there, and I'm. Well, you know. my only thought about Thunderbird. Yeah, your only thought about Thunderbirds is um, the, I'm Angry Birds. The, <laughs> there's that. Is uh, oh, I'm, Team so America. I'm so wrong. I do go to Team America <laughs> uh, in the in the Team America theme song, which I won't repeat right now because it's got. It's got that four-letter word in it, so they curse. Like Sopranos. Yeah, uh, Sopranos. Yeah, actually, you know, I really like that game, and I've never seen the show. Um, oh, the show's great. Never seen it. I, eventually, I might sit down. And be, I, I just, I so rarely have time to watch TV. When I do on the rare occasion, it's something I'll just binge watch. I binge watched the, the entire series of Breaking Bad because everybody kept going, "You gotta see it. You'll love it." Uh, you know, being a pest control guy, <laughs> and I finally, I binge, I binge watched the thing, and like five nights <laughs> and i just i stayed up late every night and watched like five episodes or something that's been really breaking bad huh oh it was man but i you know i ended up really liking the show so and that's that. why spencer now cooks meth yeah right yeah, when I'm not, <laughs> yeah when that's I'm not, why he's talking about buying new inbox pens yeah no no uh, right well, they're so. breaking bad thunderbirds let's see it i hear it's a system 11 yeah, no, it's got a uh, a standard uh, dot matrix display. But I mean, I hear that the gameplay wise and everything, oh, it's system very, very like. System Eleven era. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. All right. Yeah, no, yep. no, no one cares about the theme. You know, let's see, uh, let's see if they can get someone to the U.S. and uh, we can get a chance to try it out. I know they were really, they were really anti. Let's let's not sell it in America for a while because Mike's an Australian with an attitude. But it looks like. Uh, he finally came around and realized that if you don't distribute to us, eh, not enough people really buy the games. So, right. you know, love it, love it or leave it. Right. There you go. Now, even though this uh, company is now filed for bankruptcy and is in liquidation, defunct, highway pinball and alien pinball. Uh, it's been the constant talk of league nights uh, locally with our Sacramento area group, the Capital Porter Pinball League. Uh, it's been constant talk every night at league night since uh, the Golden State Pinball Festival. Um, we've all played it. We all absolutely have nothing but good things to say about it. And at the show, I don't recall seeing it ever go down. It, even though I've heard that many of the games have uh, a lot of technical problems. That game played flawlessly. It, it's smooth. The flow's great. The call-outs, the music. I mean, the total package, man. I think, you know, as far as execution, I think they did a fantastic job. It's just like with the Big Lebowski, it's absolutely heartbreaking because that game's not going to get into the hands of nearly enough people who love pinball and just to play and enjoy because now Rusty's like, uh, you got two good kidneys. One goes to our son Seth with one kidney, and the other one we're selling to buy Alien, damn it. Because so, she really likes it. But then you can't drink yourself stupid every night. So, Did yeah. anybody actually see the Xenomorph work? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. We, yeah, we all did. Uh, we were playing a three-player, Rusty, me, and Kendra, and she got multi-ball and got Xenomorph as I knock over the microphone. Good job, sir. Uh, thank you. That must be yeah. the Xenomorph. So, the Xenomorph. Yeah, it worked flawlessly uh, the one time I saw what it. A so. What and a they, great theme. What a great theme. I've always built, wanted an alien. And they we built an awesome happen. machine out of it, and, and highway happened. Yeah. You know, you know what, what a disaster. Well, that's why I go and just kind of jumping backwards real quick to uh, – um, the uh, uh, the new guys uh on the block the not the Dutch the team the team team, team, pinball. team pinball wow ready for my next Heineken it's the first one's already hit because I'm a lightweight I'm Irish I can't have my booze 
Um, anyway, <laughs> now, can you beat your yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> Tonight's music. episode is also sub subtitle The Spencer is Lit. So, Spencer's always late. Shoot for him. Mm. There you go. Not so, once again, no, brought to you unofficially by Heineken. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, yeah. Premium uh, quality. So Alex, talk tell talk to me about Alien Man Pops. Well, I played it obviously at uh, Golden State. Um, yeah. It's the one that came out of Flipper Room in Concord. Shout out to Flipper Room in Concord, Mike, Pete, all those guys down there. Um, I liked the game. I thought it was really cool. I am disappointed to hear about Highway leaving as a pinball company, you know, because um, I was hoping to, you know, play a little bit more aliens out there, you know, because I've always wanted an alien pinball thing to happen. And finally, my wish came true, and it did. And uh, I love the artwork on it. I love the little toys, gimmicks. I feel like the shots are cool. I did horrible in the game, believe it or not. You know, just surprising for everyone to hear. But, you know. You're not always good, Alex. You know. Humble brag. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know I like actually did uh, like the shot game me in the face, you know. And for our listeners that don't know Alex, he's an absolutely amazing pinball player. And rarely loses to anyone in most of the games of the Sacramento I don't area. Cheat. He does not cheat. Cheats. Has his high score. However, uh, last week at Jeff and his lovely wife's party, uh, their housewarming uh, house remodel party that we got invited to, I beat Alex on a game of break shot. First time I've ever beaten you on any game in league or outside of the league. So I'm I'm tooting my own horn on Big that. Big accomplishment sir. to you, my friend. And Alex Cheers enjoyed it. That. Thank you. Thank you. Look yeah. That. Boom. And uh, that was fun, man. We had a good time. And, uh, Big thanks to Jeff and his lovely yeah. wife, whose name I'm forgetting already. Courtney, Courtney uh, for That's opening your home. Courtney, I'm sorry, Courtney, to uh, for opening up your home to all of us. Uh, that was really awesome, you guys. You got a beautiful home and a great little collection of games there. Um, and that break shot, Jeff, you did a beautiful job getting that thing shopped out. Way to go, Jeff. Yeah. Sorry about all the things we broke. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I really enjoyed Alien. Uh, like I said, it was only the show one day. I got a couple games on it. It was amazingly fun. The Xenomorph worked. It, it was just a great game. I really liked it. Uh, yeah, it does stink that, you know, there's kind of it's in limbo right now. Uh, but the way I see it, you know, somebody else might be able to take the design and build it. And we can call it a legal alien. And we'll go from there. I love it. <laughs> wow. I love it. And we can have Genesis wow. play uh, It's No Fun uh, Being an Illegal Alien. So. That's right. <laughs> Got to get Phil Collins in there doing something. I'm telling you, so ultra copyright um, infringement. <laughs> you know what? That's man? the next game we're building. <laughs> ultra copyright infringement. We'll just we'll just borrow things without asking. So, all right. Yeah, I another mean, another pity. about that. Rusty thoughts. Yeah. I uh, being being a girl, uh, I thought it was really pretty. I thought uh, being a pinball player, I thought the shots are really good. Lots of nice things to shoot for not overtly confusing in its layout um pretty self-explanatory some games are some games are not so much um this one was was a winner in my book and it's not going to be available for me to buy so i'm very saddy waddy about that you never know what happens in the future and no dig on jjp because i know that they pioneered this and they do a really good job but it is by far the nicest use of an LCD in a screen or in a game. Oh, yeah. Like, it was super they well really integrated, looked great, had movie assets. I mean, good sound calls, the whole works. Really, really just awesome game. And uh, another another company that was just brought low by rampant, rampant mismanagement. 
you know. They yeah. Just, Building a prototype game, you know, a homebrew or whatever, seems to be fairly easy these days. Um, manufacturing many games, that's where the rubber meets the road. Um, my, only, my only critique of it, and it's just in general, this this uh, business model uh, has been tried many times with pinball. The, the base cabinet where you can just switch yeah. play fields multiply, multiple times. Um, like pinball you know, 2000. Pinball 2000, even before where they had uh, P3. Uh, yeah, well, P3 is the one, and we're going to get to that in yeah. a minute, even though I didn't put it on no, the itinerary. It, but... Williams tried it with Congo. Right. Uh, you could buy the kit for Congo to put out. I think it was like NBA. Stern Master. tried it way back in the day with uh, Mass, you could do the same No thing. Fear. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's been tried before, and, you know, it's a really good thing, especially with, like, a game where you can just disconnect the play field, stick it in your... It's a great idea, but it just never translates well. Well, it's 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 work. Let's put it that way. Right. If you're an op, you know, okay, you may be able to swap the play field and call it a day. You know, don't worry about the cab decals. It doesn't matter uh, completely. But with P3, you can swap in the cab decals. But the way I see it, it's just work. And I'm not knocking any ops in particular. I'm saying in general that... Ops tend to be, from my experience, a little lazy sometimes. Not calling out anybody in particular, because I know there's ops out there that do amazing jobs here in the Sacramento area, but there are ops out there that can't even place rubber rings and don't want to do it. So if you don't want to place a rubber ring, doing a playfield swap is absolutely something you're not going to effing do. Right. Good point. Now, the exception to that, I think, maybe with uh, you brought up P3. And the thing about P3, the thing I most, and uh, I played the it's a prototype game. Uh, it is. I played the game, uh, one of the prototypes at Pinagogo, what, three years ago? Um, I played it at Golden State. I played it for the short time when it was on location at Coin Op. It has a blackout mode, a blackout multi ball mode. Um, um, really fun game. I really enjoy it. Uh, I really, really enjoy it. The, the, I think, you know, everybody goes, you know, the different play fields and the video integration, all that. It's all great. The flipper design, the, the standard flipper design, other than getting stronger for ramps and other things, has really not changed drastically in 75 years. But Jerry Stellenberg, bless his heart, and a wonderful human being. We got to meet a few years ago and talk at Pentagogo. Um, just the nicest guy, nice Texas boy. I love that. Uh I've yet to ever meet a Texan in all my travels. Wouldn't give, the shirt, wouldn't give the shirt off their back to help a complete Two stranger. Years ago. That's just a yeah, just a Texas thing. But uh, really cool dude and, and great design. Uh, it's selling and bless his heart, man. I'm so happy for him. But uh, the flipper design is radically different than anything before. But I think that's just fascinating. But um, that's the one because the games are the video screen is on the bottom. Right, and so you just change the upper play field. It's really cool and really interesting, and I hope. I wish him the best of luck, and I hope this is going to be the one that actually, you know, makes it. But as a rule, I mean, many people have tried it, and, and it's always a really neat, innovative idea, but it, somewhere in practical application, it just gets lost. And I think with Highway, that was one of the many things where, like, don't reinvent the wheel. Just make a really kick-ass game, and we'll buy it, and we'll put money in it, you know? And uh, well, like uh, uh, their their first title. Uh, full Throttle. Full Throttle. Uh, the theme, eh. Didn't hate it, didn't love it. Oh my God, that thing shoots great. The 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 physics on that, the geometry, the kinetics, um, the layout. It's just a the the modes are fun. The layout's great. Rusty and I had a blast playing that when they had it to show a couple of years ago. Love that game. 
I, the one thing that really keep me from buying one if I had the coin is getting parts and any tech problems because there's no tech support for that game. So yeah, but come on, when did, when have you called tech support for a game? I actually called Stern a few years ago. It's still a real new. This Spencer, like, nobody likes you. I, yeah, everybody loves me. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, you, y'all pick on me because it's, it's done out of love. <laughs> uh, no, I called Stern about my Royal Rumbles having an issue. I forget what it was because it was like eight, ten years ago, and they actually helped me with it. That's it's like, cool. isn't that's that pretty cool? awesome. Isn't that pretty awesome? And it was Data East too, because it was yeah, obviously it was Data, Data East, East and then so, Sega and then Stern. And I, and I was like a total noob. So. They were Stern when they made uh, back in the eighties. They started off as like Stern Electronics, you know. And right, the back State, in the, and they the went old to Data days. East. I still remember Sega. the local arcades when I was a kid, and they had a whole row of the classic Stern games. Shout out to Sea Witch. So, shout out, shout out to Sea Witch. All those old games are I awesome. Hate game. I love and that pinball. game. I so. like pinball. Uh, that's one I've never a title I've never I played. played. In the pinball Hall of Fame. It's so yeah. Pinball playing <clears throat> pinball. Speaking of Stern, we're on to Stern boys and girls. Uh, so uh, Stern Iron Maiden is selling like hotcakes. Uh, awesome. Everybody's thumbs up except Dan. But, awesome uh, game. Yeah, Brian, because I know Brian and I are both huge Iron Maiden fans. Uh, that is an amazing game. I mean, it makes me harder than Chinese arithmetic. It really does. It's really friendly um, to new people too. I feel like I like I saw a lot of new like casual people. It, it's ca- because the rule, the basic rules. Hey, you know, the arrows lit. It's it's blinking. Shoot, it. shoot there. Yeah. That's so, what I tell people. Um, really having fun with that game. Guardians of the Galaxy with the I forget the dude's name that added the 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 software update with the we get all the songs from the movies. Um, Not sure. Okay. Uh, George, uh, his has that, and so does the one at uh, uh, Cheddar's house, Eric's. Um, I was over there the other day and played it because um, they only came with like four songs or something from from the movies. But there's a software update somebody did a secondary party. And uh, forgive me for not remembering who it is. Um, another Heineken, I'll probably remember. Yeah. Um, but uh, it adds all the songs. So you got like, you know, Escape, the Pina Colada song. Uh, they've added some great. At first, people were kind of eh. But the code updates, I like I said, I just played it with the latest code updates that Eric's the other day, plus the music mods. And it's really fun. The modes are great. You can stack the modes. You can do like, it's got all kinds of really cool things on it. And uh, it's really becoming a really awesome game. You know, it's going to need a new update soon hmm. where you make insensitive comments and you get fired from the game. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Where's James my... Gunn mode. There you go. There's my rim shot. I just hear You'll hear it in post. But, yeah. No, but you know what, man? It's it's way better than I thought it was. Rusty, we played in a bunch at uh, Golden State Pinball Festival. It's a fun game. Yeah. It's a fun game. And it's we a... didn't really worry about it because we know, like, you know, 18 people who are going to buy it. So, you know, we, it was, we weren't going to we weren't gonna miss that at all because it'll be right there. It's a fun game. The first time I played it, I wasn't really impressed. But the more I played it, it's it's a fun, yeah. flowy game. Yeah. The, the Ram shots on it are really fun. Um, the Groot has kind of cool. Um, Magnus, interesting. Uh, the modes are great. You know, the, as the rule set's developing, it's becoming a really fun game. Um, Iron Maiden, I mean, that's absolutely... effing tacular Yeah, I mean, it's the total package. And congratulations to Keith that one for literally knocking one out of the park on his first game. I mean, he had a grand slam. Uh, it's got everything. It's got an amazing rule set. I mean, the theme, the art package, the music, the call-outs, the sound effects, 
they just did it right. I mean, it's it's you know, if it's not the best selling game they've ever done, it's going to be darn close. Um, because oh, that's not game. even close. Yes, but, Spencer, so. I I know Iron Maiden fans who are not pinball people who have bought one. I knew they uh, would too. It's it's amazing. You know, I was very much if it's not Derek Riggs, I'm not interested. But the artwork looks looks great. Yeah. The songs are great, and with Iron Maiden, choosing the songs is incredibly difficult because they've got they've got like at least forty good songs that could have gone on there easily. Catalog. I mean, they've been around since what eighty seventies. Around with Metallica. That's right, seventy eight, seventy nine. That's right. They've been around the Soundhouse tapes. Yeah, they've been around forever, uh, and it's it's awesome. Uh, It's the first game in a long time where I was like, I need to buy a new game, and I've never been a fan of new games in terms of wanting to buy one out of the box. But this one, I got to get it. Yeah, uh, it's absolutely a must own for me. We need to have a music night where we sit down and listen to uh, a lot of good old records. Listen to Seventh Son from beginning to end, and you know. Well, that's what it does need. It needs an update. So Stern, if you're listening, if you can get through Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, the song, and one ball, you should get a bonus. Damn right, you should get a huge bonus because yep. that's a long song. So, Big bonus. Now the next rumored title and the release should be coming up very soon in the next. Well, I heard next week, but that's just a rumor. Uh, Deadpool. Yay. It is not going to be based on the movie. It is yes, going to be based on, on the, the comics. Comic. And Rusty's boo. boo. So, like X-Men. Rusty will watch the Deadpool. We don't have the second one yet because it's not out yet. We have the first one. Rusty will watch that movie over and over and over again. And for no other reason, just to see the scene with the uh, international. I can kind of see why they're doing it out of the day. comic, too. <laughs> I just figured Rusty was a Ryan now. Reynolds fan. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I. It is true. I am the only person who she does really love Van Wilder. Green Lantern. <laughs> Not the only one. I do. <laughs> I, I, I like that movie. So, like Ryan Reynolds, if you're listening to this for some odd reason, please come out to SAC and maybe autograph Rusty's copy of the Green Lantern. There we go. There go. That would go. that would be good. I actually like that movie too. I didn't think it was great, but I didn't think it was horrible. You know, it's, it, 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 look, it's it's always hard to do an origin piece because you got to tell the story for people. Who don't know the mythology? Yeah. That was maybe the worst piece of casting in the history of bad casting. Oh, I can think of worse. Deadpool is not right great now. casting. Give me another. Give wait, me wait. Another Ryan Reynolds as the Green up. Lantern was not no. good casting. Oh, I thought you said bad catting. Meow. Bad catting. Yeah. Bad cats. I played bad cats at uh, the show this year. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, well, one I couldn't hear, but you can't hear anything. But that's you know normal show. Uh, the flippers were were not at full strength, so it was really it was really frustrating. But and, and bad bats, bad bats. Bad bats. Ah. Yeah. And I want to play more of that game, and I want to like it because I mean I don't know. It's just it's quirky and neat, and I love anything with the back boxing animation. Back to the old school EM days from when I was a a wee lad uh, going to the local uh, pool hall, which we weren't supposed to go to because it was seedy and. It was in the city part of town, and people you, smoked, and you could drink beer because you could score yeah. barrels. Yeah. So. And you could uh, shake the game and get up a certain light combination, and then right. boom, win a free game. There, right there, the on ramp to the freeway. So, <laughs> yeah, so Eugene Jarvis uh, assuming our twenty twelve. Stern is at Comic Con this weekend, and they're having an amazing weekend. I'm told, and they got a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, they've got rock stars. They've got Testament. They've got Kerry King from Slayer. They're signing autographs. And uh, they got pinballs on free play, and they've got daily tournaments, you know, high score tournaments. And hear, people with more money than they know what to do, Stern, sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. So God bless Stern, man, and the distributors who are selling it at Comic-Con because uh, 
you know, you guys are getting the word out and, and promoting pinball. Proselytize, brother. Someone steal sisters. me an Iron Maiden sign. Yes. Those Iron Maiden banners are way cool. So um, so we've got Stern going on. And then our last one um, is Deep Root Pinball. Deep Root stayed amazingly quiet since their announcement other than their, you know, they've been real good about, you know, sponsoring pinball tournaments and, uh, um, you know, pinball shows, Texas Pinball Festival. They were a sponsor. They're a sponsor at Replay FX. Um, and they're keeping quiet. Uh, if you're in the know on pinball, if you're really into the, the drama, what's going on, yes, they did hire John Papaduke. But they've also hired the great Barry Orsler and uh, the great big man himself. Uh, Dennis Nordman. Dennis Nordman, yeah. Maker of such great games as uh, Whitewater and uh, the Elvira game. Indy 500. Indy 500. Uh, and of course, Barry Orsler. Uh, I'm going to go back. Actually I'm going to go game. back to Barry Orsler's first game, which I played back in junior high at the local arcade in my hometown, Phoenix, Williams Phoenix. Great game. I think it was '77 or '78. Uh, and then later on, I mean, he made a slow great game. Pinbot, my God, one of the best games. Gorgar. Ever made. Gorgar, which is sitting. I just have to unpack it and put it back together so we can play it. Um, space shuttle space shuttle yeah the you. machine that saved pinball yeah it really did you know um i love the right ramp shot on that so you know they've got they've got a huge pool of talent they've got um what's the pro player who's helping them out now bowden Stephen Stephen bowden, bowden right. thank Stephen you bowden. Love Steve bowden. that guy's got him and him and bowens bless their hearts man because those guys are like just international goodwill ambassadors for pinball and they're always smiling always laughing I, every time i watch a steve bowden video i can be having the worst day and he makes me happy because he's just such a happy-go-lucky dude having a good time playing pinball he's over at deep root now um and oh and, and segue back to spooky uh if you don't know uh bowen kearns is uh developing rules for the spooky games so with bowen developing rules of spooky and steve bowden over at deep root um you know, the cool thing about Deep Root, man, they haven't asked for a penny from anybody, and they're actually trying trying to help uh, rectify some situations with the whole John Papaduke mess. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I can't wait to see what they got. The only thing that turns me off is uh, just like with uh, uh, Dutch Pinball when they first came out, you know, their arrogance and their hubris. You know, we're going to be the greatest pinball company ever. And, you know, we're going to show Stern. Uh, guys, got news game. for you. You're not going to show Stern anything. Everybody that's ever played a pinball machine in the last two decades, if you go to a show and you see Gary Stern, my advice, sir, or ma'am, is to walk up, shake his hand, introduce yourself, and say, Mr. Stern, thank you. Thank you for when the darkest times when pinball was nearly You're dead, welcome. you kept the flame going. You kept manufacturing pinball machines. I, I, I mean, I can't even count how many times they almost went out. Everybody else gave up. 2010. And, and, and Gary Stern and Stern Pinball never quit. Hey, you know, there's some lean times where their games weren't breaking any, you know, they weren't breaking the sound barrier. They weren't doing a lot of innovative stuff. But damn it, they kept games on the line. <laughs> and they kept new pinball machines coming out for us to enjoy. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're a pinball fan, you, you do owe a debt of gratitude to all those guys at Stern Pinball who even in when times were really leaning, they were just barely hanging on. They kept the doors open and they kept making games for us to enjoy. So God bless those guys. And uh big big shout out and another hit of this Heineken to Stern Pinball. 
It's a beer, not They know how to be stern. Though. <laughs> Shout out to Stern being stern. Well, up next is a scotch, so it's going to get really good tonight. <laughs> um, well, Deep Root thinks they can buy their way in. They've bought a lot of good talent. They're they're throwing a lot of money at sponsorship. Hopefully, they'll uh, you know use some of that money and make a great game or two. But I'm, so far, all they've done is talk. Right, but they haven't shown us anything. But you know, and they're staying quiet on that end. So you know, and they've got they've got Texas Pinball Festivals next year coming up in March. Yeah. And well, we got Expo coming up in what, nobody, October. Nobody cares you know? about Expo. Anymore. Everybody cares about Expo. What's Expo? What's Expo? No, I mean, it's when you go like, I know, that's kind of me. It's when they, it's when they announced yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean last year. No Texas, offense. We love Texas you, Texas Pinball Festival is great. Golden State Pinball Festival is great. Expo is Expo. Yeah. You know? it's, and, it's an industry show and always if has you, been, If you're going to make a splash, you're going to make a splash at Expo. Yep. You know. So, but yeah, that the, the arrogance, you know, I think I, that's why I appreciate like Spooky so much. Well, it's, is it and, arrogance or are they naive? Does he think um, that he could buy a bunch of designers? And a bunch of software guys and and a bunch of pinball personalities and sponsor a couple events and have that turn into success? Or do they have the magic to make good games? Because that's at the end of the day. That's all that's all it is, is good games, you know. These companies uh, that we talked about tonight, you know, Highway, they made a great game. Right. Boom, gone. Dutch, they made a great game. Boom, gone. You got other companies that are making games that seem sketchy or so-so. They're still around, you know. Who knows what this team pinball thing is going to be? Who knows what Thunderbirds is going to be? You know, right. maybe so they have right, maybe they have something going on. Maybe they don't. Maybe they'll last. Maybe they won't. Deep Root, they need to stop talking and start like building. I'm getting tired. Ozzy Osbourne said something Even many years ago. Really good. Really profound. Says you meet a lot of people on the way up the ladder of success. Don't screw them because you meet them on the way back down as well. Well, Ozzy Osbourne also said that was a live bat. <laughs> touche, sir. Touche. So. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, Sharon. Love. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, you know, again, I, I wish them. I, I don't. I, I really don't wish anybody ill will. It's where the rubber meets the road. Set the game in front of me at a show or a, a local watering hole, arcade, barcade, uh, you know, public place. And Bud, say hello. That's our dog, Bud. He's got a really big head. No, he's not a pit bull. He's a German short hair pointer. He's going into multi-ball right now, he's man. Going into he's going multi-ball. multi-ball. He's like Aerosmith. Yeah. And, and, until, six. and until you have a game to show off, shut up. Well, you know, they haven't really talked too much. Shut up. Let's make pinball great again. Shut up. Make a game. Pinball is already great again. So it's never been Let's see what Barry can design. Let's see what Dennis Norman can design. Let's see what these guys can do. But until then, shut up. So, well, now we're on to pinball memories. And uh, I had the guys over last week, uh, not including Alex. You were out somewhere. But, uh. You know, Brian and Dan came over. We, we spent about four hours just talking about the old days, the glory days of pinball and Sacramento Pinball Group and uh, yeah. RGP. And you guys have been in the hobby as far as buying games and owning games quite a bit longer than me. So, um, Brian, I'll let you start, man. Just talk about the glory days in the Northern California area. Well, I'm not even really old school compared to the guys I met when I started collecting. <clears throat> I bought my first game in 2003. You know, I had an interaction with Cliffy very shortly after buying my Funhouse. And I drove out to San Ramon, uh, as many of us have, to go visit Cliffy because he is one of the 
greatest people in the hobby. Super friendly. Here, here. Has right. done a exactly. ton of good work along yes. with folks like Clay and Pam to keep games alive. And I remember going out there and getting some protectors for my fun house. <clears throat> and Ron Chan had a very nice Twilight Zone sitting in the garage. And, you know, Cliffy pointed it out. And I remember him saying, oh, this game's great. It's like, man, you've done a great job shopping this Cliffy. And he hadn't even touched it yet. And that's how I met Ron Chan, who is one of the oldest people I know, not in terms of age, but in terms of like known them in the hobby. <clears throat> yeah, all and good people. That, Ron, Ron, Cliffy, all those guys, just the and, most... Awesome, just kind, generous, decent people out there, you know. And, you know, it was, it was different a little bit back then. You could go into RGP back in those days, and the designers were on there fairly regularly. There was lots of conversation about game rules and how to complete games, where you could go play, league nights, uh, things along running. those natures and along that, along that line. And people would have parties, and they'd announce them on the Internet. Uh, and that's something right thing. nowadays you just you don't hear you don't see some random guy saying hey man I'm having people over to my house come on over here's the address <laughs> but guys like Rob Bell would announce stuff like that online saying like hey Arnold's fun night <laughs> yeah yep. you know that's how I got into into the <laughs> scene in Sacramento Rob Bell threw an invite on RGP hey anyone in Northern California wants to come over if I don't know you drop me a line said hey uh, I'm new to pinball but. Uh, I'm here in NorCal. Would love to come over. Okay, you sound cool. Come on by, <laughs> sucker. Uh, just, I mean, no, 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 Rob. I awesome have, guy. I've not never met Rob Bell, but I feel like he's a chill dude. And he's I'd a like to really meet him good someday. guy. He is, he is. I've only met him a couple times. That's I mean, how it was Mr. back then, Mister uh, Valley. There was just it was it was a much 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 smaller uh, and still tight knit as it is today community. So things like that weren't unheard of. And now in 2018. You know, with the exception of with a few exceptions, you don't really hear about people doing open invites to to parties. I know uh, Dayhuff does one where he announces it, and you have to RSVP and all that good stuff. Yeah, and Tomorrow it was just it was just uh, smaller Oktoberfest parties. Uh, Lauren does it. Uh, yeah, he sends out invites to yeah. you know to to people that know. Every year I get invited, and I've yet to be able to make it. Something always comes up. Make a goal to come this year. I, I'm gonna as sure as I'll try because Lauren's another really. You know, he's a righteous dude. And, we actually uh, always have a big toast just to say, thank God Spencer didn't make it. Probably do. Huzzah! 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 Heineken. You know, back then, <laughs> back then, SPG, I think I was the 12th person to join. Wow. And wow. the meets back then, it was I, it was either the first or last Thursday every month. Forgive me for not remembering, but there was nights you could show up and no one would come. No, it's it, such a trip. It's so mind-blowing. Yeah, it, it was It was weird. I remember showing up at James E.'s house one night, and I was the only person that showed up. Uh, one night, a guy who named Damon, who I think is out of the hobby now, he was in the middle of winter, and like me and two people showed up. Folsom Damon, right? Yeah, Folsom yeah, Damon. Yeah, that dude was cool. And we showed up, and, you know, three people showed up. Yeah. Uh, it got, it, it. you know, as the hobby got a little bigger, it did blow up. Uh, the biggest one I can remember is when Todd and Susie did the Big Bang Barbecue for their Big Bang Bar opening, and... That's where I met a whole bunch of other people, and it was great. It's still nice now, but back then it was just it was much smaller, and it had that real tight knit family feeling. Uh, it was it was great. It's still great now, but back then I have many fun memories. Yeah, um, I got to see a little bit of that. Um, our first Pinagogo, two thousand eleven, I think. Uh, I didn't know anybody. I just I was talking to people online. A couple of people. Uh, we show up at the show. Dottie immediately, before we even got to the door, walked up, introduced herself. 
uh, invited us to her house to play pinball. Her and Keith, bless their hearts, and we didn't even, and they didn't even know us. Yeah. And we get in, we pay our money, we meet <coughs> uh, Steve Faith, Jungle Queen. Shout out to Jungle Queen, and just couldn't be nicer. And then we uh, sparking by us to the barbecue. We brought I don't remember what we brought. We brought a dish or something. And we started meeting people. I met Maverick, and we met, of course, met Sparky, and you know a bunch of the the you know guys, uh, Hector, and like that, a um, bunch of the old school um, Sacramento pinball group guys, and uh, you know, wow, just an amazing group of people. Uh, Todd and Susie, and uh, Greg Ohm, and you know, um, and Brad, Mr. Grumpy, Mr. Grumpy Pants, love you, Brad, love you, brother. Not to his face. No, you know what? Brad's one of the sweetest. No, I did. Brad's one of the sweetest like, humans no. that's ever walked to earth. He's like, you know what? He's like a cactus. He's prickly on the outside, but sweet and sweet and awesome <laughs> on the inside. He just—he's well, sure he's juicy on the inside. I don't yeah. know if he's juicy. Yeah, you better be careful. Some yeah. cactus you eat them, they'll make you vomit. Oh. <laughs> but Brad, well, because he's on. No, it just the best group. Of, the pinball people are the best people, especially um, in Sacramento. But I love telling those stories. You know. Um, because everybody's just so awesome. They just welcomed us in. And, you know, you brought up Cliffy. Cliffy's agreed to be on the show. I just got to reach out to him. we got to set a date. He's going to be on the show. Which, well, I want uh, him on the Dan, show. Dan, um, your origin story, if you will, sir. It's it's a lot like Brian's. You know, it was probably around 2005, 2006. You know, same kind of thing. I went to Pinagogo like you did. Yeah. I met a lot of people at Pinagogo. I went to Rob Bell's party. That's, that's where I, I met, met you officially. That's, yep, that's where I met Brian. And the year was that? So you guys know each other since like 2005. And uh, yeah, it, it, we responded a lot via email because of SBG, but we never met face to face until one of Rob Bell's. Uh, God, you and I, I, I can't pinball wait. fest. I we, want to be do Super B for years. I want to be do Super B, and then we finally met, and now we play in league together. It's not, you I want to meet Gunstar you know? Hero. So. <laughs> Dick. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> but, you know, we, we met at Rob Bell's. We both got a restraining orders on each other immediately. And we've been kicking it since then. Boom for I don't know why. But you, no, know, it, you know what's you know what's funny too is we went to that first thing at, at Rob's and that's where I met Cliffy. And I was already familiar with this product and and, and so was Will, because Will came to me with that, uh, came with me to that. And uh I remember in going to Will, I'm just like, Will. This is Cliffy, you know, who makes Cliffy's. And what was honestly impressed? He's like, dude, and like just it was such a it was such a cool thing to to go and you know have people open up their homes. And uh, you know, then of course the next logical step is you have people over to your house, which I started doing once or twice a year. And uh and then once you started having people over to your house, then you know, you got to really start meeting people because they'd come over, play your games, hang out. We had guys like Al come around of course steve greg uh you know all the all the old school guys chris woodruff oh geez yeah what's happened to chris woodruff andy where uh, happened to him we don't know that's what we just said wow i mean he's he's, he's around I don't think he's, you yeah. know you know i don't think he's gone yeah. you know and then we had other guys who they, they'd come in i mean they'd be a big part of the group you know yeah. they borrow tools they buy sell games and then just they'd they'd wander off to do something else for them you know maybe it wasn't the long-term calling they 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 felt they they felt the bug, and then they got out of it. And I kind of you know can relate to that because I'm I never was getting out. you know you guys will bury me. I was I sort of out. burned, and then I'll the link the link thing started, and I started playing with you guys, and you know it re- relights the fire, you know. 
playing is what makes it matter. You know, a lot of people will get by for so long on just buying and selling machines, but when you play them and then you play them competitively and you have the, the steady, the steady meetups. And I think that's what killed SPG was we lost the steady meetups. Steady meetups. It wasn't once a month, once every other month that we we were getting together. We need to maybe bring some of those back. We, we do. And it'd be great. Uh, it's part of it is it became almost impractical. Uh, it exploded at one point and well, there there's was 200 like, people. There was like yeah. 300 plus people. We had guys who joined on the East coast, simply trying to buy and flip games. Right. And we, we kind of lost track of, we're looking for people in Sacramento Bay area. Yeah. And it, it kind of got bigger than what it should have. In my opinion, uh, others may feel differently, of course, yeah. but there's still a core group of folks involved in that. It's just gotten a little bit, the, it's almost, it's almost extinct. You know, I still love it. And, yeah. you know, if I had stuff to post, I would. I just don't have it anymore. And, you know, like Dan said, you know, you drifted and out. And well, I definitely, life gets in the way. Like right now, you know, I put in like 67 hours this last week at work. You know, and then when I'm not doing that, I'm at Taekwondo with the boys. Or yeah. Rust and I are doing something. And I'm in an off period yeah. myself. I'm not playing much. Yeah. Uh, I Basically, I play at league and that's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't turn on my games too much anymore. I'm in a hiatus when it comes to fixing the ones I have and for people. Right. And that's, um, it's an ebb and flow thing. Uh, for me, it just, it goes in and it goes out. Uh, what's going to happen, you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe in two weeks, as long as I get that fight underneath me and I will go full throttle for a while and then I'll, I'll, I'll calm down a bit. Do me a favor and fix your games, Brian. Yeah, I got to do the same thing. So. Mm-hmm. Probably tomorrow. I'm actually Fix your game, gonna, Spencer. I'm going to work on it tomorrow, get stuff set back up. We got a lot, you know, we got to pull the, the ugly blue aster turf out of the game room. I did put it's it awesome. there. Yeah, right. And the we got, awesome I got, blue aster turf. I, I got to pull the cool black light uh, mountain creek painting off the wall in the hot tub room. Amazing. Let's go to Brian's house to his tiki room. I just have to paint all right. the other stuff that glows in that room that wasn't me. So Awesome. Are you going to have animatronic stuff like the. Uh, the Tiki Hut? I'd really yeah. like to. The Tiki um, Hut is one of my favorite attractions. I, I The Tiki Room. Uh, I know tiki how to room. do it. I just have never attempted it before. I, I'll side I'll sidetrack and tell us a quick story. We went to Disneyland. We took uh, Malcolm. You've met, and you guys haven't met our daughter, Hannah, uh, who's married and lives up, up north, up by Chico and Paradise, Miguel area. But uh, on the second day, Rusty and Malcolm got sick with a, a bug, stomach bug. So mm-hmm. my daughter, Hannah, and I went out on our own. And it was really nice because we had just daddy-daughter time. She was nine at the time. And she had been previously with her mother and her mother's family. Uh, she's from my first marriage. And uh, uh, I had never been, this was my first time ever going to Disneyland. And I'm 30, what, five? Okay, because my parents suck. Um, I didn't did, know Disneyland was around. When you were yeah, right. My, my parents, <laughs> God bless them. My parents did the best they could with what they had, which wasn't a lot. Um but she took me to Tiki Hut. She goes, Dad, you got to do this because she'd done it before. And that's my favorite place in Disneyland because I got to share it with my little girl. I'm getting verklempt. So, stop. Verklempt. Uh, um, brought to you by Heineken. <laughs> yes, brought to you by Heineken. Thank you, buddy. Just so the audience um, knows, you know, Spencer and Rusty have more kids than Miss Wayans. <laughs> oh, we got kids everywhere. There I mean, are a few of them kicking around. <laughs> so... Thank you, dear. Uh, well, that, just like Alex is my son, I didn't That's have. not hype. Yeah, exactly. That's what she always says. <laughs> but, but, uh, and didn't want. To this day, son. every time we go to Disneyland, damn it, Tiki Hut, because we got the Dole Whip. And I just love that everything in that whole place, the, the Tiki statues, the birds, the chairs, 
I mean, everything sings and dances. The I'm flowers sing. in 16 years. Well, so, and you know, it's funny you brought that up. I'm going 2020. So, but, you know, yeah. when I was when I was younger, you know, early 80s, mid 80s, Disneyland had awesome arcades. They had three great arcades. Maybe. You had Teddy Bear's Swinging Arcade in what was now Crater Country. And they had all the old school games that we had, they had retrofitted to be the Disney theme. So instead of like the Williams Big Golf, it was like Big Owl's Putt Putt, and they took the figure, and made it look like the bear from the Critter Cut from uh, the Critter Country so Jamboree. Cool. You had the Penny Arcade on Main Street, where you had old school pigeon bats. The uh, I don't know what the proper name was, but like the movies where you the could peep, turn shows. The peep shows. Yeah, I love them. I love those. They had the shots. I love those. And and for the newer games, you had the second floor of the Star Cave, which Star always had the brand new pinball machines lined up against the wall. And I remember going there and playing high speed when I was a kid, and my only goal was to make the siren turn. Yeah. And they always had the cool old games, and all they have left now is the Indiana Jones across from the ride, which is probably the most played Indiana Jones oh, yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Last time we were there, they still had the Tron and... Uh, that was Flynn's Arcade, I believe. Yeah, Flynn's Arcade. That was, was, that was, that was a California Tron. Adventure. They had the they had a Tron Elite. Right. They had a Whirlwind, they had a whirlwind and a Cyclone, which cyclone, swapped out. Yeah. Uh, those were not owned by Disney. None of them, from what I can right. recall nope. seeing. Uh, I don't that know where Tron they, was just a train wreck by the time we got Oh, there. when I was there last time, someone had stolen the LE, played off of it. Uh, but all those games, you know, where they were being stored was the second floor of the Starcade, and that's now been turned into, as of today, an overflow line for Space Mountain. Hmm. Uh, I would love to see them do a Flynn's Arcade when and if they remodel Tomorrowland. Or I think that'd be Ralph. a great. I think that'd be a great yeah. fit. But we'll see what happens. Or uh, Wreck-It Ralph. That was a, Ralph. that was a long time ago. Alex's guy. Alex is on to something, you know. That's you know. They still have a Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, last time I was there, it was still there. Uh, I don't know where it is now. I haven't been since November, but. You know, they had excellent arcades when I was a kid, and I'm sure before that, 50s, 60s, 70s, they had they had amazing stuff. And it's stuff you don't see anymore, except yeah. in places like Museum Mechanique. I love that uh, place. If you're ever in San Francisco, I California, keep about that uh, place, Museum de Mechanique down uh, on Pier 39. Shout out to uh, Dan and Ed and um, Dan Zelinski. They have a uh, – well, last time I was there, about a, you know, two years ago, because we went to a, we went to a, a A's game. And uh, me, my boss, my son, my oldest son, and uh, his son, uh, the four of us went to an A's game, and then we went down Pier 39, went to Museum de Mechanic, the Adams Family played flawlessly, the Indiana Jones played flawlessly, all they had to wait in line. The uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was beautifully kept and played flawlessly. The pitching bats played great, everything. I played Death Race, and it was freaking awesome. <laughs> so just, just another comment is, you know, for the Bay Area, Northern California folks, is remember the Playland, not at the beach, is closing. So please get out there before it closes. I, I actually got teary-eyed when I had to read that. Yeah, it's 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 not yeah, it's not that. cool uh, that they're closing, but please go out there please and support it. Put some money into it. Stuff's being auctioned right now. No, Get not it? yet. Not yet. Well, the so. auction's not doing until September. Yeah. And if you're the proprietors of this and you happen to be listening to it, I have an idea where if you want to move, where you could possibly move to. Sacramento, um, where rent's cheap, babes. Come yeah. on up. We'll support we, we, you. Know, yeah. I, I'm serious. Reach out. There's just a big article in the B about trying to get new stuff and revitalizing be, old Sacramento. Yep. I'll be there so, so much I'll have to give me my own parking So, space. you know, if, if they're willing to have a cheaper rent in old Sac, you know, they already have the train museum. You'd feed off that crowd. It's always it's always crowded. 
it's something they should consider if they're willing yeah. to move. Yeah, uh, there's agree. plenty of space, and hey, it's not, not at the beach. They yeah, would yeah, that's why they call it Playland. Not, not at the, at the beach. beach. It's not at the beach. Move to Sacramento, folks. Playland off you. the river. Tell San Francisco to pack sand because they're way too expensive. Too pretentious. They have too many pinballs. It's so a hop, skip, and a jump from the blocks, train museum. It's right underneath the freeway I'm, from I'm Golden so, One. I'm you so can probably make money. Wayne. Um, I do want to touch back on Clippy, and he's agreed to do the show, and I just got to reach out to him. We've got to set a date when Seth can be available as well. Um, because we're going to go into that. Actually, we're going to go into that after your segment, so remind me to talk about Clippy. Um, but thank you, Brian, for that PSA for uh, – Playland out at the beach. They've got some things that you'll never see anywhere else in the world. They've got play. what one of four laughing cells left, three yeah. of which have known where they are. Yeah. yeah. So um never liked laughing cell. <laughs> but you know what? They've got other games, you know. And I mean it's just it's a point where these are old school amusements that you just you're not gonna see anywhere else. And just like the circus, which is largely gone now, which there's still a few small ones out there. Join the circus. Um, they're still right. There's still, you know, we, <laughs> thank God we have one freeway exit from where we're sitting at the kitchen table studios is uh six screen driving, which is still active. And especially during the summer, my lovely wife, Rusty and I, and our children, we go, uh, oh, we went three weeks in a row, uh, and saw, see great movies, uh, pinball, driving movies, uh, bowling, uh, soda pop and glass bottles, man. These are things that make America truly great. They're simple things. A&W, if you're anywhere near an A&W this summer, Okay, these are my two prescriptions for summer fun. Inexpensive, the whole family can enjoy. You find an A&W that serves A&W root beer in a glass mug. And you, go enjoy, and you go enjoy. You find a place that serves dip cones, a Foster's Freeze, a Tasty Freeze, especially a Dairy Queen. Get yourself a vanilla cone, chocolate dipped, and enjoy, folks. That's summer. That's America. So we're going to turn it over to Mr. Alex with the trip report because he has a trip report from today. <laughs> this could be a recurring segment, sir. So uh, your trip report. Go. You're well, on, Alex. Today um, I drove about an hour away from the house. Check out a Scandia Golf Land in Fairfield. Now, I'm sure everybody remembers Scandia Family Fun Center. Yeah. The one in Sacramento has zero pinballs. I mean, zero oh. pinballs. they got a great shooting gallery. Yeah, but which is broken. Oh, damn. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, Sacramento Scandia is a gangster's paradise. Um, so I went down to Scandia Golfland. By the way, they are now a Golfland property. They were able to keep the Scandia name three years ago in the they spring. They have a new sign. Yeah, they have a new sign, which looks pretty sexy. You know? it, it's pretty hot. You know, no, no more burnt out Scandia signs like the one in Sacramento is. Uh, Just talk so, about the games, man. So I played a crap ton of NBA fast break down there. They've got seven games right now. Don't they have two? Two fast breaks that are and linked. linked. Yeah, Thank which you, TJ. Uh, thanks. Shout out to TJ Byer for keeping those up. TJ, um, you're the man. Yep, they have some NBA fast breaks. Yeah. Um, Mona Pauly, Revenge from Mars, NASCAR, Shrek, and uh, Avengers, Boo, and uh, obviously like X Men, sir. You like Avengers. I actually do. Somebody had to. Yes, you, you know, it's Look, like it's Elvis, not, you know. Someone has to like Elvis. But, but. You're too young to drink. <laughs> Get Bud out. hates the Avengers. But, Bud's telling Brian he doesn't need another another Heineken. And Bud's telling a, me. Tonight's podcast stop liking, is right. brought to you by Heineken. Brought to you by Heineken. So, you know. Uh, so, and, yeah. And what's Brian, what else is Brian drinking? Low-calorie venom. 
Wow, what could possibly go wrong? Energy drinks and beer. <laughs> yeah. And, and KFC, chicken. KFC wings. Uh, thanks we, to, live, uh, we live in a... We, and, we live and, in Rob Zombie now? Guys, please touch the salsa, the chips, and the guacamole. It's going to go over. So. You're so the salsa is late, everybody. <laughs> it's all like so, I was pre-gaming at the house for So they got a pretty good lineup now. They do, yeah. I remember when it used to be just two pins for a while. They actually were not bad kept up. I had another friend of mine. I kind of taught him with pinballs. His name is Eric Smavel. Shout out to Eric. Shout um, out to Eric. He got, he's a big Street Fighter guy, and um, he kind of knew a little bit about pinball, you know, and I talked to him, I met him probably about maybe four years ago when I went down, like, oh, wow, these pins are well kept up, you know, they're decent, they're on the way to where I'd go visit my Nona grandmother, you know, so. Uh, Did this you was say like Nona? Yeah. That's so sweet. Yes. Italian for grandma. That's Because I have two, so we had to kind of make That's, up I love name. that. That's beautiful. I, I'm yep. getting buzzed, so I'm like, oh, I get proclaimed. I know. I get proclaimed over everything now. So It's Heineken, baby. It's Heineken. It's Heineken. So. They should make a, that should be uh, next the next uh, spooky game, Heineken. <laughs> Heineken pinball. They made so. Domino's, which was they like Domino's. <laughs> so. Well, you know, touching on the Scandia, back in the day, that place had one, it was probably the second best arcade, maybe the third in Northern California. The That's Park what you were saying earlier tonight. The Runner Park uh, had 20 pens. Pre, uh, yeah, pre-show, we were talking about that. You're talking about that Black Knight 2000, that Whirlwind, the Twilight Zone. I just remember going there when I was like, Adam, when I was a kid. It's probably like eighty, I don't know, late eighties maybe. Yeah, the and it was like Park two or three full rows. And I remember that was the first time I ever played a Black Knight 2000. Uh, it was the first time I ever played a Black Hole in a haunted house, and it was great. You know, and back then I stunk. I was a kid, so my goal was to a keep the ball active, right. just like everybody else, and maybe get in the upper play field. Yeah, and it's. They had a little downtime, you know, uh, after the owner passed, you know, they sold off pretty much everything they had. And with TJ, again, as you mentioned, coming back, it's, it's, I'm hoping it's going to become another place to play. And Alex um, did mention Roner Park, you know, and I went to school at Sonoma State. The Roner Park location. Oh my yeah. God. The tech there, uh, his it's, name is. Uh, that place is amazing. They, they went from, they had a really cool collection to a while when they only had a couple games and now it's coming back up from what I understand. And that's great. Yeah. You know, pinballs, pinballs, obviously coming back. In a big uh, way, man. It's never going to be what it was, uh, 70s, early 80s. No, it's just not going to happen. I grew up in a worn horse town uh, about 90 miles north of Sacramento, Oregon, California. And when I was a kid, back in the EM days, there was a bus depot with probably 12, 15 games. There yeah. was a buddy of my kid I, I went all through junior high and high school with. His older brother owned a head shop. It was called the Dream Shop, and they sold pipes. This is back in the seventies. Pipes and like, and like we don't mean PVC pipes. Yeah, pipes for right. what? <laughs> uh, water pipes. What would you do with pipes? Uh, don't call it wrong because you're going to get kicked out in Oroville, Spencer. You would get arrested. And they had about six, eight pinball machines. We had two arcades that would have like two, three rows of pins and all the latest video games. And air hockey, air hockey under a blacklight. That was badass. Um, would, you had to ask to have awesome. the or not black light, uh, strobe light. You had to ask for us to turn on strobe light. Yeah, and then you'd be, uh, you know, because we were teenagers, you would have been imbibing in certain substances. Uh, anyway, um, sh- uh, what was that? Uh, Schmidt? No, not Schmidt. Um, what's that other cheap beer? This big on the Schaefer. Schaefer, two ninety nine and twelve back when I was in high school. So anyway. 
Um, but when there was pinball everywhere and every mom and pop grocery. Didn't they get rid of that when all those hillbillies uh, went blind? Probably. Uh, every mom and pop grocery, the little burger shacks. They were the everywhere. Shakey's, we talked about Shakey's Pizza last time you guys were over. Shakey's, Shakey's was Pizza, the legend. Everybody had a game or two or three. I mean, the la- all the laundromats. Oh, Shakey's was huge of because of their game rooms. Yeah. Because they, they all had a philosophy that teenagers and kids needed a place to hang out. Yep. And yeah. Spencer, you, you know, you're 100% right. When I was a kid, and they were pills. everywhere. 7-Eleven yeah. always had, they always had at least two games. You yeah. could go to the laundromat. Yeah, 7-Elevens. The bowling alley, where I ended up working yep. out through the majority of like my high school years, they had a ton of pinball machines. First place I ever played Flash. First place I ever played Gorgar with brand new games. Out. Yeah, and when I started working that bowling alley, we always got the brand new games, which was great. You know, yeah. yeah, it interfered with my work. There was times when I was a mechanic and I had to go back and fix something, and I would tape the button down, holding the ball, so I go back and fix, right, and then come back. And, <laughs> and then you know, wonder why that transistor failed. And, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> In the heyday, in the heyday of arcade, the board smelling? and before I started working there, you know, I'm talking with the owner, and they could pay their electric bill for the month in one week of take from video games and pinball machines. Wow! Now consider how much money that is. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's a lot of money. You know, it's and that I boom remember, is what's fueling the resurgence. It is because mm-hmm. now all of us are, are old age. enough to where it's yeah. like we want to relive that plus. And, and, you know, some cases we have the money to invest in right. expensive toys. Right. I remember going to Denio's Farmer's Market in Roseville. Mm-hmm. I was probably eight or nine years old, and they had a line of games there then. And I remember specifically, the only game I remember playing was the Gottlieb Soccer, which uh, Eric Selford has one in our, in our league. So shout out to Eric Selford. And the obligatory shout out to... Uh, Adam, who hosts the Net yep. family, the Bannister family. Where's my mug? Where's my mug? Yeah, right. And uh, uh, Michael Hosier, and of course the obligatory practical Steve. Shout out, brother, love you. And the Mo shout out, which Mo, when are you coming on the show, bro? And uh, somebody hand me another. Rusty hand me a bottle of water. My lovely wife, Rusty. Honey, thoughts on uh, back in the day playing pinball? You know, he was talking about the weird places pinball would show up. Um, the porno theater. <laughs> you know. I, I'm going to take your word for that one. Uh, How did you plunge that ball? Porno theater. <laughs> Zip. There's actually a bar in Santa Rosa called the Co- Cozy Car that is a porno bar. Oh my. Um, I know that. Place. And Steve Borrell mentioned this. Man, thing, I, actually. I can't wait for yeah, Alex's trip report from there. There we go. Oh, so, I won't go in there. So, Rusty, Rusty, not trip report. He'll so. come back. He'll be all smooth. He'll be like, so let me tell you about this I'll new place that I went last uh, week, yeah. fellows. <laughs> can't see anything. My palms are hairy, but I had a good time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> One block from our I don't know what this pinball is that you guys are talking about all the time. <laughs> so, Rusty, like when you were younger, where were you playing? Okay, when I one block from my house was a corner liquor store, little convenience store, you know, just prior to the heyday of the AM PMs as they started popping up everywhere. You would just go to the corner store. And in that corner store they had Defender and they had this, that, and the other. But they had a Medusa pinball machine. And I find myself flipping Medusa quite the little bit. In fact, it's so much so that I actually turned the game over. The only time I've ever done it. How'd you play the game upside down? That's so weird. I know. It was just, it was amazing. She can defy gravity. I defy yep. gravity. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I actually, I actually. You won a free game. 
I did. Plus, I won uh, a lot of free games. So. You do. So and that you know, and that's the one I remember the most. And um, then when we moved up to um, Stockton, when I was quite considerably older, um, uh, we would uh, have to we had a very small house, and so I had to go to the laundromat. And in said laundromat was an Adams family, uh-huh. and I continually played that because. I the the staircase and thing. I was actually oh, yeah. yesterday. Well. Oh like, yeah, yes. I have to get the ball up the staircase, and I got to make Hit the, the chair come out. And I had no idea what I was doing. I just, but I had quarters going anyway. I was doing laundry, so I just pumped quarters into. And that. Rusty, that game how, is always plugged in. I think that's how a lot of people remember games like Adam's Family and Funhouse was like Adam's Family. I had to make thing come out. You that had, was my only goal. I didn't care about anything else. Had to see it. Thing had to come out. Funhouse. I had to put Rudy to sleep. Yep. I had no idea how to do it back then, but man, that's all that I wanted. Wake Rudy up. That's all I wanted to do. And you know, you touched on Adam's family, and at that point, you know, for those who don't remember, that game was everywhere. Yep. Twenty thousand of those made. Every place had an Adam's family. They were all 22. over the place, and they were always in various shapes. Sometimes you got lucky and it played perfect. Other times, not so much. Well, and the nice thing with Adam's Family, if you don't really know how to play, you're just playing it because you like the theme, you want to see thing, whatever. All sorts of stuff can be busted on it and not functional as long as it flips. You don't really notice. Flips and things works. Flips and things Yeah, you know, for the most part, you're right. Exactly. well, there's really uh, only two things to be broken, right? The thing, if thing doesn't work, and if the bookcase doesn't work, yeah. Right. But if you don't yeah. know the thing or the isn't chair working, but that's still all you're for striving the mansions. for. Right? Yeah, all right. But if you, you don't know the thing mansions. isn't working, and then it never comes out, you're just like, oh. yeah. But you it, gotta be able it to drags you back in, and you're like, well, I didn't get a thing this time, but, but I will. Yeah. Yep. I remember when somebody showed me the skill shot. Yeah, plunge about maybe shot. three quarters no, of the way. No concept of how that worked, and just. Blew like, my mind. Like open, open my, that. open my mind to the fact that Get a there was strategy to, to pinball. You know, I remember playing space shuttle and pinball and all that. I loved pinball when I was a kid because pinball machines seemed a little dangerous, right? They had like you know the crazy art, the the crazy electronic voices. Like when right. I was a kid, I'd hang out in the game room at uh, Crestview Lanes, which was the best game room. I R.I.P. Crestview Lanes. It was Madison, right? It's gone uh, no, now. It, was, it, was it on, went out uh, of business. It was on Winding and Marconi. Yeah, it's and that's right. It's gone. Drive by. Oh, Fireside. I'm, I'm sorry. Winding and Marconi. Fireside does not have an arcade anymore. At Fireside. Yes, my mom worked there. Fireside does not have an arcade anymore. I played. I I would play. Gone. You know, Star Wars, the arcade game. Right. I would play. You know, all the Pac Man, Popeye stuff like that. And the pinballs were over there. And every once in a while, the Black Knight would. The Black Knight will slay you. <laughs> and I, as a kid, I was legitimately freaked out by that. Right. But, you know, then you're like, well, I've got to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I got to right. face my fear. I got to put 50 cents in this sucker <laughs> and, and, and see what it's all about. And, you know, uh, other games, you know, Gor- yeah, Gorgar. Uh, what's the other one we were talking about the other day with the really cool art? Centaur. Centaur. Like, when you're a kid, you see Centaur, you got the biker, you know, Centaur. Oh, yeah, you got the chick with the bug movie. eyes, and you're yeah. just like, what in the actual hell is going on here? Right. Pinball was dangerous. It had an allure. Pac-Man was friendly. When I was a kid, that was the thing. If you played pinball, you were like Medusa. They ended up making a Pac-Man you pinball. Rebellious. And then it became like a nerdy thing. And then now it's kind of like a... Not, I don't want to say so much counterculture, but kind of like nerdy. It's, it's, 
nerdy rebellion. <laughs> yes. It, it, you know? it, it's still nerdy. You know, when the movie, what was it, Special When Lit came out, right. that documentary, and everyone flipped their shit. Ooh, they're only showing the freaks of the show. Oh, you know, want to show normal folks. I hate to break to everyone who's listening. We're all freaks. Oh, yeah. We collect and we play pinball. That's not something that the general population does. I'm not going to say normal because there's no such thing as it. Right. But we're all involved in a niche hobby. Yeah. But what's really funny is anytime I bring it up and I bring it up as much as I possibly can, I find a way to enter into any conversation because you never know who, who's going to have a game or knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that's going to have a game. We can get real cheap. And universally, I hear almost verbatim these words. I love pinball. I used to play all the time as a kid. Do they still make them? Um, today, I was at uh, one of my clients, and uh, the guy I was working with, my, my contact was a government account. I had one little thing to do today, no big deal. But we got to talking about it again. He's looking for a game, so I'm going to help him find a game. But uh, his <coughs> boss was is a big pinball guy. Was at this? He comes to the way he was coming to Pinagogo, came to Golden State this year. He came up, and I met him once before. Came up, hey, do you remember me? Uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course I remember. We shook hands, we talked for a bit. Rusty and I were playing Alien when he came up to talk to us. So that was really cool. Speaking of which, let's uh, share some thoughts and uh, memories of the, the first annual Golden State Pinball Festival. I'll start because we're talking about Cliffy and we're going to get him on the show. And it's going to yeah. be really awesome. Um, uh, I threw out the idea for the Steve Charles Spirit Award, uh, maybe a month and a half, two months after the last Pinagogo. And, uh, I threw it out to the guys that are like, we love it. Do it. It's your baby, your idea. Go with it. So I suggested, I said, well, who are we going to give the first one to? So I suggested, I said, you know, I can't think of anybody that deserves it more than Cliffy. I don't think he's ever got the accolades and respect he deserves. Um, so it was real important to me. And everybody unanimously agreed. Like, instantly, they're like, damn right, it's Cliffy. And, I mean, it just, you know, he was so gracious and, and so humble about the whole thing. But to be able to, you know, honor Steve's memory and to honor him, I'm going to record to him. Uh, brought to you by Heineken. Brought to brought you by, to you Heineken. by Heineken. Yep. TM. Uh, people are going to love this. <laughs> the but, beer that uh, tastes like corn. But, but to, to <laughs> say, hey, man, you know, and he was such tight, good friends with Steve. You know, they're like brothers. But to be able to give Cliffy the accolades in his day, you know, and, and just was really awesome and uh, really special. I can't wait to have him out finally on the show. Um, that was real cool. And honor Steve and how Steve's. Uh, daughter and grandson there. That was really that was really a great experience. Yeah, that was awesome. I we we bought the tickets. Yeah. We went to the dinner. You know, it was it was you know, absolutely something that you couldn't miss. We know, no. and we knew it was for Cliffy. And uh, you know, everybody everybody really. Uh, it was I a great night. Had a great the time. Food was amazing. You know the the experience, the just the the friendship and the love for the hobby and for each other. And I think that's. That's the thing about Golden State, man. If you come once, as I, I tell everybody, once you come, if you come back a second year, you're part of the tribe. You're part of the family. And uh, then it's just, you know, after that, by the time you come in the third year, you better be volunteering or bring in a game. So, Spencer, I'm just going to interrupt here a second. You know, the, I think I've already mentioned the first time I met Cliffy. Went down there to get some protectors. Yeah. Uh, the thing I didn't mention in that story is, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm chit-chat with Cliffy about what games I have. And Steve called. 
And <laughs> Flippy goes, here, talk to Steve. <laughs> I had never met Steve before. Didn't know who he was, really. But it was just an interesting thing where he's like, here, talk to Steve. Yeah. And it was just another way to meet people back then. It was just like, hey, yeah. I collect games. You do too? We should hang out more. And, you know, Steve, you like pinball? I Steve like pinball too. Steve was absolutely amazing. I love talking with him. I miss him. Me too. Uh, I didn't have any System 80 games, but he was always fun to talk to. There was the times, stories he told. The stories. And I remember a lot of stuff in Pinagogo. He'd always show up with his van and he'd have games to set up. It's yeah. like, hey, man, let's, I'll help you set up. And he always did it on his own. Yeah. And he was just one of those really down-to-earth, genuine people you don't find too much anymore. No. Uh, you don't meet people like that on the street or in line at your local Safeway. Yeah. Who's like that? And so I do consider myself fortunate to have known him. Me too. And to have called him, you know, a friend. Yeah. He was a good guy. Clippy's a great guy. And that's the best thing about this hobby. It's not playing the games. It's not restoring the games or anything like that. It's the people you meet. Yep. Because I'd say a full 99.999% repeating, of course, for you nerds. Nerds. Everyone in the hobby is nice. Just the best people in the world. Yeah. Just it, it's, different than, it's different than other hobbies I'm involved in where everyone seems to be really down to earth and, and nice and willing to help. Yeah. Well, with the memories of the, the first annual Golden State Pinball Festival, what I really noticed, and it, it's kind of carried on from Pinagogo, is the the whole, when you first go, it's about touching every game, playing every game. Sore wrist. There's a line. I got, oh, yep. I'll wait. Okay, I got to play this game. And, I, and, and then you find yourself playing the games like, eh, oh, well, I got to play pinball. So that's the second year. By the third year, once you started meeting people, then all of a sudden it's social time and you pick out your favorites. You really want to play. You get in line for them. But while you're in line, you find yourself making more new friends. Yeah. And, oh, you like, you know, this, uh, uh, the one, the one major line at Golden State was Pirates of the Caribbean. And I it, was, to play that. it was just kind of a case of, Hi, yeah, I'm, we're, there's two of you and there's two of us. Well, can we play four players yeah. and let's all, you know, let's, you know, A, we get the line moving a little faster, but no faster really in the end. And, but it's this new friend. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, hi, as you're passing by in the hallways. And I met a lot of people at Pentagogo just through that, believe it yeah. or not. And Russia, you're 100% by, right. You know, you know, next the, thing you know, we're, we have numbers and we're close. The first couple of years I was going, you know, like, Come Sunday evening, I had sore wrists, oh, my yeah. fingers hurt. By about the fourth year, it was like, okay, I'm gonna, I want to play this game. I never played it before. I want to play this. I never played it before. And then you're, you're socializing. And you know, now with my youngest being born, you know, on Pinagogo weekend, I remember that. Uh, I get to go. You know, if I'm lucky, one day. And I don't play much. I want to go see my friends. I don't get to see our, our late night hockey clashes. Our early morning come over. Yeah, and you know, and I miss coffee. that because I just yeah. can't make it. Yeah. But at the same time, I can come in and say hey to people, and see people I haven't seen. You know, in a lot of cases, it's been a year since the last time, and you it becomes more like a family. And yeah, it's great to play games and see stuff you haven't seen before. But I like seeing the people who I haven't seen in a year more than anything else. That's Wait, there weird. were games at Golden State. Oh yeah, weren't there like four hundred? Yeah, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> it was 
over over 300 300 like 327 or 47 yeah they were really there's a lot of games don't forget there were games in the campground i understand i understand that some guy brought his spanish eyes that hardly ever worked hey 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 yeah it worked fine (laughs) no gi well somebody brought a black rose that someone else broke and then kept trying to play it. <laughs> so. Hey, hey, somebody brought nothing. Yeah, the return off the KM. <laughs> Some asshole didn't bring my Gilligan's. That wouldn't have happened. The bottom of the ball hey, I didn't break their Gilligan's. It was that way when <laughs> so, I found it. Yeah, <laughs> Not. But it's re-welded and refixed. It's sitting on top of the game right now. I just have to polish it up and put it back in the game. I told you, bring it over. Uh, well, I'll probably just do it tomorrow. For, yeah, so. bring For it over. For who alone. listens to this, okay. who might yeah. be in Northern California, who hasn't come to the show, just all the games are awesome. Oh, yeah. Even yeah, the broken awesome. Spanish eyes, which was the only oh, Spanish eyes. Yeah, all the yeah, Let's just put awesome. it that way. So the rest got deported. If you wanted to yeah. touch a Spanish eyes, there, there you go. go. That was your chance. The yeah, most popular yeah. machine at it's the show. It's got Spanish eyes, hands too. Down. Bill Bill, nothing. Foreign. Everything's fine. But uh, it looked great. Yeah, I didn't get a chance great. to play. PDX Monkey. Shout out to PDX Monkey. Shout out to PDX. That guy's done more beautiful, good stuff for the hobby. John. Yeah, and, I, and I forget for, his last name. For nothing, I mean, isn't this name just Monkey? No, it's no, John it's Holmes. John Holmes. I didn't think he had an actual name. Whatever your real oh, name, yeah. whatever your birth given name is, PDX Monkey, we love you, brother, and we hope you're doing well. It's Monkey. And we sincerely thank thank you for everything you do for yep. the hobby. I like watching the older well. folks get the John Holmes. I'll give a couple joke. more shout outs <laughs> tonight. Uh, Justin, Justin Fat Trade, Justin Kelly Fat Trade, Deadpool, wow. that uh, Deadpool. That that's hard because it's really kicking in. Another righteous dude, uh, you know, Pismo Tony Tony. And I'm gonna screw up his last name. Our Goosa, I think, and I might get that wrong. And I apologize, my brother. I see once a year, man. Love you. I'm so glad I get to see you every year at the show. Keith and Dottie. Um, uh, if you know Keith and Dottie, if you're from the Sacramento or Bay Area, um, um, you know they had some, you know personal issues that were handled. I won't get into it. Keith is awesome. But, Dottie's uh, incredible. They're awesome. just great. And they're the most awesome people. And I'm so happy for you guys. They really, the, the courage they've shown in the last year, bless their hearts. So we love you guys and shout out. Huzzah. 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 So final thoughts, guys. Um, thank you so much for coming to uh, the house tonight and hanging with us and uh, doing the show. Um, again, Dan Revend. The Vrend. The Vrend. Quit killing my name. No, Dan Revend. Dan's Revend. Dan's Revend. He's like Jaws for Nobody wants Cass. to watch him. Just because I push him to have a show more I than once every six months. Alex right. Lambert. Alex at least, Lambert. Yeah, at least he gets mine well, wrong. Lovely wife, Rusty Marianne. Forgets my name, too. Yeah, I know. What's your last name? What's your last name? Look at your ID. Just think of Star Trek, you know, when you think of their last name. Think of Star Trek. Rusty. It's not Spencer's fault that he forgets your name. He's a little old. Remember that when Spencer was in school, his history class was called What I Did Yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So final thoughts, anybody? Everybody? I love your shirt. He's guys wearing a Star Wars hula shirt. It's gorgeous. Thank Good you. choice. I love that shirt. I Chewbacca need one. and pineapples. It's great. And the Millennium Falcon. Let's give some credit here with credit. Students. It has been a and uh, it has been a pleasure to be involved yeah. in this yep. train wreck. Please <laughs> do more than one us. show every six months. We will. So I can quit hassling you about it. <laughs> so and next time you did train wreck, give me a call. I, I will. Am. I will. We'll Plus, your dog needs butt scratches. Who else can remind it but me? Bud yeah, shout out to Bud. Show. Shout out to Bud the Bud. dog. Bud. Hoop, hoop. 
And uh, now he's not hyper anymore. Shout out to all the wonderful people at Capital Quarter Pinball League who host and uh, uh, put on events. And oh, and Mark Scott, uh, the oh. one creator of our theme music. Thank, big thank you again to Damian Charity who uh, actually helped found the Capital Quarter Capital Quarter Pinball League. CCPL. 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 Um, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and uh, Acast. Um, this has been the episode 14 of the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. And as always, non-politically, because that's not what it's about. It's about just having fun and meeting good people and making new friends. So And slapping ladies, your balls around. Slapping yep. your balls around. So uh, thanks, for, thanks for everybody at the roundtable for joining us tonight. Play pinball. Keep America strong. And do drugs. And, yep. <laughs> <laughs> <And> do wow. <laughs> <laughs>